Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this first episode of 2023, we're hitting, starting off with the, with the, with the bang kind of. Yeah, with Dolores Cannon. It was technically supposed to be the end of the year episode, but we decided to move it to the beginning of the year just because it's a neutral subject. It's a little bit more of a mind-melding subject, what she theorizes and what she's found out. And we've done this before. This is still kind of part of the December series where we took kind of concepts that we've already covered and recovered them or kind of added to them. This one in particular was uh, requested by Charles, who's a listener. He's been listening quite frequently. And he wanted to know, not necessarily, wanted us to discuss like the volunteer, the three waves of the volunteers. And so I actually started, I didn't fully finish, but I started reading some of her book And then I went into the interviews and, oh, my mind was a little bubbly after just because it was so much going on. When was the last time we talked about Dolores Cannon? Ooh, I think it may have been, it seems like a long time ago, but I think it was like last Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did Crumpus. Crumpus. Yeah. And then we did like, one year we did like the Baba Vanga predictions. Mm. And then... We did Dolores Cannon, so. So, uh, a, a, a brief overview, you want to say, mm-hmm. of Dolores Cannon, who she was. She was a psychiatrist and a uh, meta, she uh, hypnotized people. Mm-hmm. So, like, a past life regressionist mixed in with quantum healing, all of that stuff. Yes, but she was fascinated by the people that she hypnotized underneath to bring them to solve their emotional problems and realizing things they were talking about and stuff like that. So, she started performing an experiment with 2,000 people. And... She asked specific questions, like specific guideline questions about the afterlife, about the plants, stuff like that. Found out doing the past life regression and also with other people underneath hypnotized, speaking to their higher selves and so forth, mm-hmm. that they all gave a general, about 90% gave the general answer that she now, uh, what she uh, wrote down in her books, mm-hmm. that we do repeat our lives. We do keep coming back over and over again. There is a waiting list to get on Earth. To live as a human mm-hmm. is the ultimate. It's like the ultimate bragging rights, right? If you if you're a soul in the ether of existence, and you said, "Oh, I was a human once," like, "Oh, oh, oh really? Oh, like it's a big impression. Like, oh, geez, that's a real badge of honor and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And then it said that there is other planets where your soul can live and be part of, or is in not the word possess, but entangle with mm-hmm. uh, another being of that planet to basically embed yourself in. Like, right now, me, you, everybody listening, is human. Yeah. Because we hope there's aliens listening to yeah. the podcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're human, as that. But according to Dolores Cannon, is that there is other planets where you can exist, and but coming to Earth is the ultimate testing ground for your soul, in a sense like that. Mm-hmm. And the more times you come back, the more perspective you learn. And you choose your parents, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's the generalization what she did. And then Michael Newton, Dr. Mike Newton, took her teachings and her learnings, and then he went further uh, down by studying and stuff like that. And some of the stuff he wrote and he, he figured out was a lot more way out. So the difference between Dolores Cannon and majority of people, and this is what she said, is that felt that other quantum healers and stuff like that 
and past life regressionists were scared to get too far into a certain trance. Like they would tread light on the trance. But she, on the other hand, didn't. She wanted to go all the way. She wanted to go all the way to where the, the conscious would not interfere whatsoever. And her thing was that she thought maybe the they were scared of the unknown. Like they they were a little fearful of the answers that would come forward. So they didn't want to go all the way. But she she led people into a pretty deep trance to where, like you said, it's called the subconscious. But she would say like talking to your higher self. And um, she started piecing together. And what started her is even thinking about or even conceptualizing the thought of talking about like extraterrestrial beings and stuff like that is she started actually looking into ufo and abduction stories Mm. and going through that and trying to figure out like what was the repressed memories from that when she started going into that they started mentioning things about like there's other there's other you could be other beings and you could be other things anybody that's listening that's kind of why like well, what does Dolores Cannon have to do with the paranormal? Like, why are we even talking about it? Dolores Cannon, if you... Because one of the ultimate questions, obviously, when you go to a location and a soul is stuck here is, well, why are you stuck here? Yeah. Plus, it also answers some things about, like, extraterrestrial life and essentially anything with the paranormal. Well, not anything, but, like, as terms of, like, ghosts and spirits left behind, you're talking about the soul, so... A lot of her research is based around that. So even though it's not like directly paranormal stuff, um, talking about like her energy, like how people manipulate energy and even abilities and stuff like that. That's why we're bringing this episode into like the paranormal realm. Well, because it also associates a lot of things that uh, we are doing. Yeah. And you know we've talked about it and people who've listened to this podcast before have been listening to this podcast before. Hey, thanks. Um, but you know that we, we've talked about our abilities and stuff like that. And we always try to search and, and find reasons behind it. And, and we've talked about on in different interviews and different podcasts about our paranormal team and our main purpose with our paranormal team. And after learning a majority about what Loris Cannon's teachings and what she's mm-hmm. learned kind of coincides a lot with what we're doing. So that's why we are fascinated by her because she answers a lot of our questions. But also when it comes to the most scientific study of the paranormal in the afterlife, she's in the forefront. And one of the things Dolores Cannon, when it comes to the three waves of volunteers, because it's kind of like when you look up Dolores Cannon, that is the main thing that always like circulates around. Like when you see like TikTok videos or even quotes of her like most famous sayings and stuff that she's read, it's always about the volunteers and about it's Earth. a guy, uh, that's the stop here, but the top, I guess the top guy, <laughs> the guy that's really pushing her teachings mm-hmm. in the forefront right now is on TikTok. Funny enough, his name is Michael Armstrong. Yeah. Um, go check him out. A lot of his stuff he talks about is strict, it's like direct, uh, quotes and direct teachings from Dolores Cannon mm-hmm. and Michael Newton. So, um, yeah, Michael Armstrong on TikTok. Uh, I don't know if he listens to this. I don't know if he doesn't. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, he, you get a shout out. But yeah, if you're interested in past life, past lives and, soul contracts and everything that she talks about he goes in depth with all his videos and he does lies we answers questions and stuff mm-hmm. like that and another short add-in if you guys read dolores cannon's books which i'm starting her books are extremely easy to read like i mean they'll blow your mind but it's an easy read there's not like <laughs> what do you huge... mean easy to read 
it's easy to read. Like it's not, it's like you're reading somebody's like typings. Like it's not super, like she's not using crazy big words. Oh, okay. It's easy to read. Um, so anybody that considers themselves like an avid reader would be able to read it. Somebody that's like, eh, I really don't read books. Really, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Not, mm-hmm. not an avid reader doesn't like consider themselves. Like it's not a hard read where you have to like, sit here and like okay well what is this person saying she's very like plain and jane and just like tells you what she's trying to say there's no trying to infer what she's saying that makes sense but one of the things dolores cannon talks about she said like you said earth is a school that we attend and learn lessons but it's not only but it's not only a school she also said that we live on that these are from sessions it's not like She's not, I don't think she's psychic, right? She's not psychic or anything. No, she never claimed to be. No, she just, this is what she did when she put these people through that trans state, what was coming through. So we've, so people have done past life regressions, been light beings before, living in a state of bliss. But apparently, because of Earth's density and negativity, some souls volunteer to come help mankind and Earth and Earth. Uh, and that's where the whole concept of the three waves of new souls. Apparently, majority of people have been here lifetime after lifetime, bogged down in karma, and are not inv- and don't advance. So they lost sight of their purpose here on Earth. So basically, the waves of the volunteers were basically the ones that will come down to basically help Earth advance to go into the new Earth, and. Okay, and one of the things that she would ask is because when she would ask, like, well, why would you come to Earth if Earth is so, like, intense and and not bad, but, like, a lot of lessons and you have to deal with a lot of different things. And, you know, obviously Earth can be violent. And when when you're with Source and when you go, like, you know, die and go to essentially heaven or wherever you consider to go back to Source, however you view that. Um, why would you come volunteer to come back down to earth? And a lot of them say, you know, it's because they heard the call that earth needed help. And so they're going to come down and raise the vibrations. This is all she got. And this is like what she got in the session. Mm-hmm. So and the one thing that she did say is that in, in the book in particular is that, you know, when she first started, she had one concept of like how everything was. But then when over the years of constantly doing this and getting these like insane answers, she said it really stretched like how her mind. And I think that's very similar to us. Like when we started, when we first started the podcast and we went into the paranormal and into abilities and stuff like that, our minds have stretched immensely. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's crazy. Basically, the new souls were to come down here um, to raise the energy on Earth to avoid uh, catastrophic and enhance the frequency of their population so we can ascend to new Earth. And if you watch any of her TikTok videos and all of that stuff, not specifically her, um, but people like redoing her, her quotes and stuff like that, you'll hear her consistently talk about the new Earth. Um so apparently the three waves and this is talked about in over a hundred like hundreds and hundreds of regressions. 
So it wasn't just like, oh, she got a few people talking about it. She got a massive amount of people talking about it. And so the first wave of the souls uh, at the time that she did this study was in their late 40s to early 60s, so the baby boomer generation. They apparently had the hardest time adjusting to life on Earth. Um, apparently they were horrified by the rampant violence of the world and they wanted to return home, but they didn't know where home is. Um, and it's kind of funny because they're normally the ones that are complaining about like the generations, like, <laughs> like nothing was good. When, like, it's not like when I was younger. Well, that seems so, to be the curse of the oldest generation How about the youngest generation because things change. And a lot of people aren't welcome to change. And that's why they're so, they always talk about how it's better in our day and stuff like that, better in my day. Now, I don't say boomers are the most bad about it, but it seems that millennials are so, like Marcel, mm-hmm. uh, we are, uh, I, I consider us a generation of nostalgia. Because a lot of stuff from our childhood, nostalgia-wise, is still popular right now because we're making it that way. Think about 90s stuff, right? Mm-hmm, true. <laughs> true. Um, so apparently they just paved the way. Um, apparently what she got that basically initiated all of the souls coming coming down and volunteering and helping was when we had the atom bomb, basically the atomic bomb, right? Isn't it called the atom bomb? <laughs> atomic bomb. Like, I'm not saying like a completely made up thing, right? No. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Like I okay. try to remember my history. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the apparently the second wave is now in their late 20s and 30s. They made the transition to life on Earth much easier than the first one. Um, the second wave tends to work behind the scenes, often on their own, creating little or no com- karma. They have been described as the antennas that unconsciously channel energy onto Earth. Um, they do not have to do anything. They just have to be. The energy affects everyone they come in contact with. The paradox um, according to her, is that they are supposed to be sharing their energy, but do not like being around people. So that's the second wave. So many of the first and second wave souls unconsciously realize that having children creates karma. Um, many do not marry, and unless, unless they are fortunate enough to meet another soul to whom they can relate to, they just want to do their job and go home. Uh, the third wave is a group of exceptional new children, many of whom are in their teens. Their advanced children are equipped with enhanced DNA compatible with the frequency of the new earth. They need challenges to keep them interested. Um, and according to her, not drugs to treat their misdiagnosis illnesses such as ADHD. They are the new hope of the world. That's really hard to classify who and where is when because yeah. any my generation, generation before, even the generation after us, mm-hmm. right, from from X, Z and uh, X millennial and Z, you can say either or. Yeah. It's that's like uh it's it's hard to say who's who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um another thing that she talks about, um and you, you probably especially if you if you go on TikTok at all and you have those like terror readers or even the psychic people that come up. Um, one of the things that they you can constantly hear is the Akashic records, right? Or the like according to the Akashic records. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a reading according to the Akashic records. Um, so what is the Akashic records? I didn't know she was like one of the ones that kind of like bring that forward. 
Um, apparently the Akashic, which I mean, I know this because I've looked into it, but the Akashic Records is a library. That's what many clients her, or people that she's regressed have described it as. And it's records of every life that has ever been lived since creation. Um, apparently when you come down to Earth, um, before you do, you go and you pick out basically what past lives, what kind of like, um, things you want to be imprinted into your subconscious. So when you come here, you can pull from that. And the reason why I think that's so interesting is with past life regressions, um, I know I always talk about it, but V, uh, she's life paranormal with V. She's got a podcast. She'll, she's the only one that I really trust to do my past life regression or past life readings at all. And she's pretty, she's pretty, pretty accurate. Like it's, it's scary. So like, far, she's the strongest one we've met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's really good. And I don't know, like I haven't really asked her if she actually technically goes to look in the Akashic records or if it's just visions that kind of come to her. But, um, the way, the way she, when she first read me, the way that she brought it up was, um, normally three lives comes forward and it's the, the lessons that you need to know. And last, last year, I think was the last time I got it done from her, but she did. And I got to ask her, maybe I'll, we'll do an episode where we could play like the, cause she records herself talking about it, play like the past life regression that she did not regression. Cause regression is actually going back, but like the reading. Mm-hmm. And for me, <clears throat> the past life things that she brought up was I apparently was a cowboy in the old west and what was my name my name is something I forgot because she gives names too and apparently I was very lonely I spent a lot of time at brothels apparently (laughs) trying to find love never could find it I was very by myself lived the cowboy life just kind of like and I ended up getting shot in the back by my best friend, apparently, in, like, a typical, like, Wild West, like, card game gone wrong type thing. And so her reasoning to reason why that was such a prevalent moment is because I needed to learn betrayal, like, how to get past betrayal. And in this lifetime, I would consistently, from the time I was, like, I don't know, a kid till an adult, I would always be backstabbed by like friends the ones i was closest to so that made sense i don't know i never got anything like when you talk about like past lives i i never really thought a cowboy but hey because apparently that's the one thing that dolores cannon says is like when you have past lives you can be a female you can be a male it doesn't matter whichever one um you can do you know go back and forth and the other one that she picked up for me was a teacher professor female betty in the 1950s um basically i started off as like a stay-at-home mom i was a typical like in the 50s um apparently was married to you in that lifetime yes and many was wes wes yeah (laughs) oh which i found that weird because like i've always kind of like 1950s but the weird part is that i when i was a kid i loved teaching like i thought that was what i was gonna be was a teacher i would be obsessed with like teaching stuff like i i would request for like like teaching stuff like 
notebooks and stuff like that for Christmas and the dry erase boards. And I was obsessed with vis-a-vis markers. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it was like on the overhead, like when the teachers would write. Did you ever have that? Dry erase markers? No, no, no. These were vis-a-vis. Somebody There's that... a common word word to describe those markers you're talking about. We don't call them be the actual brand. <laughs> but anyways, like I loved, like I would like steal a Stanley te- number two pencil. I would steal yeah. teaching equipment like from school. Yeah. Like th- I was obsessed, <laughs> and I never understood why. And my mom, like, and I wish I could go back because, like, I would write actual names on papers, and I was thinking, those like, like, what was that? But there was that, so that resonated, and apparently in this lifetime, I'm supposed to teach something, supposed to bring, like, my knowledge forward and educate somebody on something, a group or whatever. The last one that she picked up on was a uh, native life, apparently, where I lived in, like, Pacific Northwest, which I've always been, in this lifetime, obsessed with going and visiting I don't know why, like, when I was young, I was obsessed with Native culture. I was just obsessed with it. I could tell you where all the tribes were, some back history. Like, I would always learn about it. Crazy. So that's kind of what what V picked up on me. And that's where I'm going with the Akashic Records. Because basically, it has imprints. Because, like, obviously, in each of those past lives, there was a lesson that I had to bring in to this life. And I just found it interesting when V did the reading, she goes, okay, well, these three are going to pop up and these are like what you need to learn at this moment right now or bring forth from. So, and a lot of psychics will say this is like a past life from the Akashic Records. So I thought that was interesting. Like it all kind of ties together. But you always said there was stuff about purpose. Mm -hmm. Like you, I know it's hard for some people to hear, but you choose your parents. You choose the life you're going to live, whether it's hard or whether it's easy. You choose it for a reason what you need to learn. Mm-hmm. So you might have had, a, if you have a hard life now, like you are poor, you're struggling, you know, you just, you're tired of dealing with all the shit, constantly things. It's probably because the last time you had it so easy, you didn't learn anything. But then you come to this life and you have to, you chose to like, okay, I just, I need to go through hardships because I need to learn this and that. And then you come back out of it. And then you, when you die, you go, okay, I learned this, this. Maybe next time I come around, I'll do this, choose this kind of life and stuff like that. And it's all about perspective and learning to basically create a soul who's worthy or at least more well-educated to travel to other planets to be a higher dimensional, I say being, but, a, you know, a better soul in order to go somewhere else. And that's why some people, when you meet in this world, are complete assholes and act like children, even though they're full-grown adults. It's because they are, because they're brand new. Mm-hmm. This is like their first time around. Versus someone you always meet when you call a old soul. Like, they're already mature and they're only, like, you know, 12 years old and they already act like an adult. It's because this is not their first time around. It's probably, like, their eighth or ninth or tenth or who knows how many times. They've already gained perspective. Why they're here again? Well, that's, that's up to their journey and stuff like that. But when you start realizing those things, just a lot of things about people's personalities and perspectives start to make sense. Okay, so this was... Okay, so I know, obviously... In the past, we've talked about dimensions, alternate dimensions and stuff like that and different dimensions. The way she put it in her book, because the the book that I read was the three waves of, or not the whole book, part of it, was the three waves of volunteers in the New Earth. And I thought this was crazy how she described it. 
So this is a small little part or quote that she had. So she said, during her during my work, I've heard much about everything being composed of energy. The shape and form is only determined by the frequency and vibration. Energy never dies, it only changes. I've been told that the earth is changing its vibration and frequency and preparing to rise into a new dimension. There are countless dimensions surrounding us at all times. We cannot see them because as their vibrations speed up, they are invisible to our eyes. It is important for us to know more about the shift to a new dimension because we are in the middle of it now, and its circumulation is coming soon. Culmination, I'm sorry. Culmination. I like that's not a word. <laughs> um, but I thought that was interesting. So, like, as they're speeding up, sometimes if we're not matching their speed of speeding up, we can't see it. There has to be a better classification. Is she meaning dimensions like fourth and fifth dimensions going up? I'm thinking so, because I think that's, I think that's like what she talks about a lot. So, I think that's what she's talking about. And the reason I say I ask that in a sense like that because I have been trying to classify the difference between realities and dimensions. Realities, mm-hmm. different realities, it goes in a sense of perspectives of the multiverse. Uh, different realities where different things have happened, and different choices. And if you believe in the multiverse and or at least the theory of it and stuff like that, how what they've studied so far in quantum uh, science, every decision you made and every decision you not made is happening all at the same time in order for it to exist. The other option always has to at the same time. So those create multiple realities, but they're all aligned in the same time, in the same place, same dimension, just a different realities mirroring themselves in opposite directions. Kind of like how when you put a mirror up to a mirror and you see like endless reflections go you know, all the way down. That's kind of like the multiverse. Dimensions, mm-hmm. fourth, fifth, sixth dimensions, how they see Kate going up. Mm-hmm. That's understandable, right? Mm-hmm. Time and space. But it always made me wonder... Is there a dimension of light and a dimension of dark? Or are they both on the plane of the fourth dimension as same as a good person and a bad person's here in the third dimension? That's just a theory. But <laughs> There is a lot, a lot in her books. Like, I can't even begin to really break down everything here because she goes into how, she, how the answers that she was given about the creation of Earth and stuff like that and... Um, I think she goes more into like the Akashic records and stuff like that. Read her books because <laughs> you, there is like a sample. I'll put the link. Actually, I'm going to put the link in um, our episode description so you guys can check out like basically what I was reading. The thing that's crazy is I know I've talked on here and I've said it multiple times about how I feel like my subconscious knows so much, has so many answers, but I can't tap into it i'm having the hardest time and i think that's a lot of the times a psychic can get good answers when they can tap into their subconscious right that's why a lot of psychics get a lot of prophetic dreams and stuff like that with her teaching like one thing i read was that she said the information is in your subconscious and that's why she would get them so deep because they didn't want she didn't want the conscious interfering with the subconscious so that's why she would go so deep for the average mind, it has not expanded itself on the ideas of reality. Yeah, I can see a someone like that, number that mind breaking. If you search too deep for that kind of information, most people wouldn't even believe. And that's what she said. Is she said a lot of these people that she would regress or would you know put in a trans state is they were normal people. You like for us, obviously, we deal with like the paranormal and we talk about abilities and we talk about things that are outside of the box. So. We wouldn't be considered normal, I guess. 
like my dad would be considered normal. I, I would I, I would say my dad's normal because like yeah. he's super skeptic, like military guy or ex military guy. Like I feel like he would technically be on the normal. If you saw him talking about like living on another planet as an extraterrestrial being or, or light like being, we just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> it would be kind of like that's weird, and that's what she was saying. Is she regressed and did a lot for? Because a lot of the times quantum healing and stuff like that is is you know obviously you have past life regressions. It's to to help break habits or to like figure out why you do a certain thing or figure out what the root cause of something is because you're going into that subconscious that will have pretty much the answer to it. No, I just I just had that thought. If she does quantum healing in a sense mm-hmm. of trying to help someone with trauma or something they're dealing with subconsciously they put away in their head, I was thinking like, is that what I kind of do when I go into people's mind forests? When I find darkness in their mind force on their dark I guess side. that would be a way of seeing. Granted, I can't see or what it is. It just, it, it, I interpret it. What it interpret, what, yeah. 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 Well, I guess essentially, and some psychics even are able to go in and do stuff like that. Not exactly what you do, but can remove, that are able to remove trauma from somebody. Whenever someone's listening to this for the first time, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Ah. So, so, and, and the crazy thing is like people are, cause, I know one of the things is when we talked about uh, Dolores Cannon on our TikToks, and there's always people, especially any paranormal person that has a TikTok, knows that these people come on the comments and go, this is the devil's work. This is not. But she talks about, like, God and, and like, what answers she's got about Jesus and stuff like that. And it's insane. Like, my mind was constantly like, whoa, what the heck? Oh. Yeah, I guess it's something precious in the beginning, but we're not disclaiming anyone's religion. Yeah. But this is her perspective. It's like, well, I always say we're, we, we're not saying that Christians ourselves anymore. Yeah. Um, well, we're Nordics, but it's not, we're not basically saying that one religion is better than the other or versus vice versa. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting concept for everyone to slightly agree with, even if you don't. But it, it kind of makes a sense when you think about it. I think Michael Newton's the one who said it. I can't remember Dolores Cannon talking about it, but they're influenced by the same mm-hmm. experiments. When you dream, in your dream, if you had full control, right, mm-hmm. full lucid dreaming, you can create your own reality, change things, make things around any way you want. And that is your mind concepting the reality that is given in that space. So if you were to die and you wanted to create your own heaven, you would create it out of what you've been told and taught. So... A Christian would create the heaven that he's always been told, right? Mm-hmm. A Nordic pagan, like ourselves, would have been shown Valhalla or hell, depending on what they they feel. Yeah. And not hell since the H-E-L-L-H-E-L, but mm-hmm. any Nordics listening will know the difference. So yeah. a Buddhist would be shown whatever their heaven version is, singles for Judaism, any other religion, right? Whatever their concept of heaven is, they would show themselves and they would create it with their mind. And vice versa. You create your own hell and stuff like that if you felt deserving. Because one of the things she talked about is that when you die, you, this is her, what she's learned, right? Mm-hmm. This is not, we're not saying this is law, we're just saying mm-hmm. what she's learned. Is that when you die, uh, you meet with your spirit council and you discuss the life you live. They learn this, they learn that. Oh my God, I messed up here, blah, 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 whatever. And they ask you, well, do you want to go back or do you want to, you know, what do you feel like you, you should be doing? Mm-hmm. Said, well, I need some rest so you create your own heaven. Or I really messed up. I deserve to be punished and you create your own hell. Or like, yeah, send me back. It's time to go. Yeah. I like, I wasn't done with any of doing. I need to go back. I need to learn stuff so you could go back around again. 
So that's the council meeting after you die and stuff like that, according yeah. to her. Right? Course, yeah. So, and in reality, if you are any religion, if and so doing that, you would be thinking you're talking to heaven's council, right? Mm-hmm. So you're a Christian. You're thinking you're talking to heaven's council and you're being judged, mm-hmm. right? Showing your past life, everything you lived. Does that sound familiar? Vice versa, right? And I always talk about Christianity and Nordic because I was both. So I don't really know much about other religions, but you would be talking to three spirits, thinking they were the three, those who sit in the thrones, the high, the most high, and the highest, right? High, most high, and highest. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I'm not saying that right, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, and then judgment would follow. And you feel like if you were enough to go to Valhalla, or you think you're just going to stay in hell, it then goes for any other religion out there. So that concept is plausible. Again, it can apply to multiple religions. So it's kind of like we're all looking at the same thing at the end. And that's her perspective when it comes to past lives and coming back again and coming back again. That was mainly her main point in her teachings was that you keep coming back over and over again to learn perspective. And from what we've learned from our mm-hmm. past life regressions, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. We keep coming back. One thing V said, she saw us in ancient Egypt. V... And it's crazy because that's what led Isaac to look where he looked for his ability as well. Like where it came from and where it was coming from because of a past life regression movie. Talking about the Cheyenne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm actually trying to look past further back yeah. to the Mayan. That's a long mission. That's a journey. It probably won't be part until Shadow Walker part five. So Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I did want to do is because some of these quotes by her are intense. There's over like hundreds out there. But I wanted to kind of touch on some of the quotes that she has said or things, statements that she has said. So one of the ones that she said, this actually came from her book, The Convoluted Universe, book one. And her quote from the book was, the awakening is the purpose. The awakening of the fact that in essence, we are light, we are love, each cell of our body or each cell of our body, each cell and molecule of everything. The power source that runs all life is light. So to wake into that knowledge and to desire to operate in the realm and to believe that is possible are all factors that will put you there. So it's kind of crazy that kind of the timeline that she's giving about the whole new earth thing and the awakening and like how we keep going through mass awakenings, the world itself, it's kind of kind of mind blowing. Well, I constantly hear people talk like, oh, we're we all meant to go to we're supposed to go to the next dimension like like we're being ready for it he's like he's talking about all the time like how we're we're supposed to be going to the next dimension like or we're supposed to be getting ready for it Mm -hmm. but more people need to be awoken to the idea of of the paranormal not paranormal but their psychic belief or like the higher selves Mm -hmm. and 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 actually you know you know how's the word i'm looking for transcendence yeah right with reality and stuff like that you hear that all the time it is true but i Doubt we'll able to get there in our lifetime without some major, major shakeups in reality. Some things that change, some things people see that was beyond belief. But even so, I don't think everyone's ever going to get on board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you still have, you have certain people that even if you were to show them the whole stuff, I mean, being in the paranormal, you could show a skeptic person something that they can't explain. And no matter how many times you show them, Different evidence, different things they're always going to say. It's not paranormal. What is this? So you have a lot of people that don't want to step outside, that are more in the logical thing. And if that's kind of like 
where you want to be, that's fine. I know like with me, technically, I would say that when I first stepped into my abilities and I embraced my abilities back when we first started the podcast and I was like, you know what, I'm going to own this, whatever, you know, other psychics, because I, I always tend to downplay things and I basically was downplaying my experiences. That's always the first kind of thing is like you downplay like, oh, that wasn't paranormal. I didn't really know. And you look more into it and you realize that there could be something more. And that's what certain psychics were telling me that I was starting to meet in the paranormal community. Like, hey, I know you say you're sensitive to spirits, but there might be more more to it. And then that kind of sparked and you go further and you go further. And with me, I used to be so scared. I lived in like a fear-based mindset, I guess you could say. I was always worrying about things, always fearful. I didn't want to do anything with the paranormal I mean, I always experienced it. I knew it was there, but I didn't, I didn't want to deal with it, basically. And since I, I guess you technically had the awakening, kind of like found my purpose and all of that stuff, it's completely changed my, I would say my whole life in a sense, because my mindset towards things is very, very different. When she talks about like when you awaken and it's your soul purpose and all that stuff, it make at least to me, it makes sense. So the fact that she was getting that from other people, that's crazy. Hmm. And so many people were saying that. Like ran out of quote? Yes. Okay, so this actually co- coincides with what I just said. Um, One of her things and her book, The Five Lives Remembered, uh, she says it has been said that once the mind has been expanded by an idea or concept, it can never return to its original way of thinking. 100%. Like how we cannot, not how we can, we only can believe in the paranormal yeah. because of stuff we experience and stuff we know. There's no going back to what we know. We can't. Everything that we've experienced on a daily basis proves that otherwise. Okay, so this was also in her The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth. And this is kind of an, an interesting message. If Because I think when you awaken... And it could be like spiritually awakened. It could be just like new year, new you type mentality. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. Um, One of the things that she says is this is a parting message. Don't be afraid of shining a light. Don't be afraid of being powerful. And don't be afraid of being more special. So I think, you know, everybody's sole purpose is to be great, be greater than what you start out with. Okay, we're going to get a little corny here. Um, so anybody that's out there listening that feels like can't do something, whether it's, it's honing your abilities, whether it's going out there and paranormal investigating, finding answers, researching, whatever, do it. Cause the first step forward is, is scary, but you know, we're all meant to do great things. What if there's someone, I just had that thought when you were saying that, uh, that their New Year's resolution, which we don't have any. Probably the same way I've been saying for a while. Yeah. But they're probably their New Year's resolution is to investigate. Yeah. Or start a paranormal team mm-hmm. or start a, a podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just probably gave them the incentive to do so. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it because. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Like that. Uh, what's. <laughs> okay. I don't know who that is. No, I just got a random name. Sean Baldwell. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Why did I say that? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Sean Baldwell. I don't know. Did someone give me that name? I don't know. It no. just like came spearing out of my mouth. Sean Baldwell. We're just like going to move on. Actor. 
Sean Baldwell. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, do it because, like, for instance, with us, paranormal investigating—that was a whim. Um, not a whim, but like we were kind of like, eh, should we do it? Should we not do it? And then we just did it, and we, you know, ended up liking it a lot. Same thing with the podcast. You know, don't be afraid. Just do it. And the in the words of Megan and Dolores Canyon, <laughs> go out there and hone that stuff. So I think that's uh, wraps up stuff up today. So this is our first podcast, so twenty or first episode of twenty twenty three. A lot more to come this year. Uh and uh, We actually have some we actually have some announcements too. We actually have a little haunted up update too. Uh let's do the haunted update first, because okay. that is more what I dealt with versus you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want what? me to tell it or do you want you to tell it? Uh, I mean it's nothing more than a, a, a crazy fact that we've you know consistently tell people all the time. It's, there's a reason why we have a haunted update to begin with, because of the stuff that happens to us on a daily basis. Now, we're used to dealing with stuff coming to the house looking for a fight mm-hmm. and stuff like that, or Megan seeing spirits, or even me seeing something walk down the hallway. But it was once in a while that I first time ever have heard, or at least seen them, affect any kind of technology in the house. And what I mean by it is I was coming to, to walking down the hallway, because the room is where we record is at the end of the hall. And in the bathroom, he's in the same hallway. So I was walking to my, our room, which is like the first door in this hall, in this uh, hallway area. And I was walking down the hall to the bathroom, and then I hear static, like like a lot of it. I'm like, what the hell? I, like, I thought to myself, like, they kind of sound like a sink's turned on in the other bathroom, in, you know, which is uh, opposite of this, or opposite the hallway to this room. And a uh, uh, bedroom in there. That, sorry, opposite our room, this <laughs> recording room, there's a bedroom. And in that bedroom, there's a bathroom, right? It has its own bathroom. And I thought that's what the faucet was running because it sounded like that's like running water, it's static. Then I walked down the hall and I I heard it in here. And your grandma puts a lot of her old fashioned stuff on this uh, <laughs> display bracket thing behind me. Yeah. Right. And one of them is an old radio from like the '80s. Right. We've had this thing sitting in here every single time we record, and it's been in here for almost a year. Never once have I heard it ever turned on. Mm-hmm. I didn't even knew it worked, but it was turned on. And no one turned it on. And white no, and it was like white noise, like yeah. static. And before that, so like I said, like we'll have like random things. But I, I've talked about multiple times, like our neighborhood is intense in terms of things are always dark and light, like just floating all around, like it's this bad. And so sometimes they get intrigued, and especially if I don't cleanse very, which I need to, um, stuff will sleep sneak through. And of course, you know. Uh, anybody with abilities is kind of like being like a lantern in the dark they see it good in the dark and before that before he told me that uh our son started acting kind of weird like he was like very like looking over my shoulder and just like like mom i don't feel comfortable in this room and then we would go to another room mom i don't know can you sit next to me like don't leave me like i don't like i don't like it in here like something's off and so I was like, all right. And I was like waiting for it. I knew something. So then I, he goes to sleep and I go and Isaac saying, you know, the whole static thing. And I was like, well, I did feel something kind of like bouncing around on the outside. I'll see if I can kind of like bring it in and figure out what it is. Cause I was like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, a, I don't know if this thing is trying to tell me a warning or if it's itself is bad. I'm not sure. Um, and I'm just feeling maybe the warning is like an urgency. I'm not sure. And so I go and I get ice and I've been down and I hear, right? Like it, it was forceful. 
I was like, all right, now we're not playing this game. Right. And I like hooked up. You know, I could, I went to make sure my grandmother wasn't calling my name because that's how loud it was. It was, it was loud. Then I was like, I went into Isaac and I was like, yeah, get ready because there's something, there's something chasing on the outside. So not outside, but it was, it was very chaotic. Obviously it was dark. It was running. It felt like a constant like running. So yeah. Do you want to tell them what it was? It's a hag entity. Well, yeah, I guess you can quite call it classified as that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why those like to, to mess with you. Mess with me. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, friggin' locations, stuff like that. I don't know. But. Well, we're always here. When I say uh, everything that comes here is looking for a fight, so. None of it lasts very long. Yeah, so took care of it, but it. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting that that happened to Isaac because Isaac's face was like, that was like, whoa. Thanks. I never heard anything like never seen a TV turned on by itself. Like I've never seen chairs move or anything like that. Things like poltergeist activity most people think about in this house. And I mean, I've heard a lot of things in this house and mm-hmm. seen a couple of things, but nothing in the extent level of things being manipulated or moved. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've ever seen like the radio like turn on by itself. Granted, something this this old, yeah. right? That I thought it was just there for looks. Like I didn't think it actually still worked. Yeah. And part two that freaked me out when I picked it up because it was unplugged and it's still making that noise. And I was like, holy crap! And then I looked, it's like it's got to have batteries. It's got to have batteries. Yeah, it has batteries, but yeah. um, but something still had to turn it on. Yeah, cause... it, it doesn't turn on by itself. Like I said mm-hmm. it's been sitting here behind me for like I don't know how many episodes we've already recorded and nothing yeah. never turned on by itself ever. Yeah. So weird. So moving on, another announcement is I am officially starting a podcast. What is it called? I always have trouble. I'm going to have issues with this. Renaissance. It's Renaissance. Renaissance. Yes. <laughs> All right. Renaissance. Renaissance. Which it means. Yeah. It means the revival of something that has been dormant. So this podcast is basically kind of a sister podcast of the Hidden in the Shadows podcast. It's going to talk about strictly on abilities, and I'm going to eventually bring people on that are psychics and have different abilities to talk about how they approach, like, life and paranormal investigating and ways to protect energy, and we're just going to break down all those subjects and experiences and stuff like that, because I know some people that listen to our podcast, and we mention our abilities, want more on the ability side, but then there's also some people on the on the paranormal side that are like, I really don't want to hear about your abilities. I want to hear about the subjects. Mm-hmm. So to go more in depth, we just thought it was because I always talk about the Awaken series, but apparently the Awaken series, so many people have that as like a name of a yoga studio and like different podcasts. So I didn't go with that. Thought like doing a whole separate podcast would be good. Hit a new range of people as well. I'll post links to that. Uh, the first episode should be out on Thursday. Also, uh, next week's episode is so, a one of two parter. Yes. So the next week episode is going to be, I'm super excited about because I um, always talk about on here about how dark energy can manipulate a person and can influence a person. And so that's what we're going to be talking about over the next two weeks is what can a dark entity actually do? Like, what are the limits? Obviously, the, the last thing is possession, but like even like shadow entities and, and people's experience with what they've felt and dealt with when they've had a dark attachment and stuff like that. And then also classifications of things we've ran into that are dark, other 
people have, other people that have had attachments, like what attachment. Like, I know I always talk about the, the Cheshire cat looking smiley demon thing that I've seen a couple times and that frequently like reminds me of the smile thing in the movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about influence by darkness and then classifying darkness. I was going to talk about, you know, I guess first episodes we talk about how certain things that can influence you and stories of people being influenced by darkness, possession mm-hmm. cases and so forth. And then we're going to talk about everything darkness wise that we have encountered and then classifying and different things because there's more than just demons and dark entities uh, that uh, people have come across. There is a trove of things and we know this firsthand from the stuff exper- we've experienced. So, mm-hmm. so look forward to those two episodes in the following next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and also then, we have a bonus episode? Yes. So this month we have those. And then um, we're also going to do a Haunted Canada episode. Also, if anybody's from Canada and would like to request like kind of like a spot maybe for us to, to check out. But we're also having uh, two people that are in Canada that investigate. Uh, Mike from the Paranormal Road Trippers. And then we're going to also have Christy from the unknown. I don't know why that blanked for a second. The unknown paranormal who they've been on the round tables and they've come on as a team. But Christy's going to come on because she uses her abilities during investigations. And we're going to talk about like how she came to that and like places that she's been and how she protects her energy and stuff like that, like at locations and how she's working through that and like different things that she does and all of that. So. So look forward to all those good episodes this month. Yeah. Yeah. But as always, uh, you can catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shadows 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok. Our links to all our social media and all the ways you can listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Also, uh, if you have a paranormal problem, you can email us at Hidden the Shadows Podcast or message us directly on the Instagram, which is probably the best way you can get in contact with us. Uh, and just so everybody knows, uh, when you talk to us on Instagram, 90% of the time, Sorry, 98% of the time, it's Megan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Normally, it's me. You can, you can tell it's me when I constantly say definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the like way. It's not the way I talk. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Also, we have a paranormal team, Shadow Walker Paranormal. We can follow that on Instagram. Uh, see all our investigations we've done and places we go. Uh, also, uh, you can message us there if any paranormal questions or paranormal situations you think you need help with. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. Monster